Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Genesis chapter 9. Then God blessed Noah and his sons, saying to them, Be fruitful and increase in number, and fill the earth. The fear and dread of you will fall on all the beasts of the earth, and on all the birds of the sky, on every creature that moves along the ground, and on all fish in the sea. They are given into your hands. Everything that lives and moves will be food for you. Just as I gave you the green plants, now I give you everything. But you must not eat meat that has its lifeblood still in it. And for your lifeblood, I will surely demand an accounting. I will demand an accounting from every animal and from every human being, too. I will demand an accounting for the life of another human being. Whoever sheds human blood by humans shall their blood be shed. For in the image of God has God made mankind. As for you, be fruitful and increase in number. Multiply on the earth and increase upon it. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, I now establish my covenant with you and with your descendants after you, and with every living creature that was with you, the birds, the livestock, and all wild animals, all those that came out of the ark with you, every living creature on earth. I establish my covenant with you. Never again will all life be destroyed by the waters of a flood. Never again will there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, This is the sign of the covenant I'm making between me and you and every living creature with you, a covenant for all generations to come. I have set my rainbow in the clouds, and it will be the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. Whenever I bring clouds over the earth and the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will remember my covenant between me and you and all living creatures of every kind. Never again will the waters become a flood to destroy all life. Whenever the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and all creatures of every kind on the earth. So God said to Noah, This is the sign of the covenant I have established between me and all life on the earth. The sons of Noah who came out of the ark were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Ham was the father of Canaan. These were the three sons of Noah, and from them came the people who were scattered over the whole earth. Noah, a man of the soil, proceeded to plant a vineyard. When he drank some of its wine, he became drunk and lay uncovered inside of his tent. Ham, the father of Canaan, saw his father naked and told his two brothers outside. But Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid it across their shoulders. Then they walked in backward and covered their father's naked body. Their faces were turned the other way so they would not see their father naked. When Noah awoke from his wine and found out what his youngest son had done to him, he said, Cursed be Canaan, the lowest of slaves will he be to his brothers. He also said, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Shem. May Canaan be the slave of Shem. May God extend Japheth's territory. May Japheth live in the tents of Shem, and may Canaan be the slave of Japheth. After the flood, Noah lived 350 years. Noah lived a total of 950 years, and then he died. Now, in this chapter, God once again affirms his blessing on Noah and his sons. He blesses them and blesses mankind. And he says something very interesting in in verse 3. He said, everything that lives and moves will be food for you. Just as I gave you the green plants, I now give you everything. 
And so this now giving you everything, now I'm giving you the animals to be food. This indicates that prior to the flood, that mankind had been just strictly vegetarians. They had only eaten green plants. This is alluded to um, earlier in Genesis. I spoke of it the other day. But for those of you who have heard the anthropologist and various people say that our teeth are structured for green plants and not for animal matter, that bears with this account from Genesis, that originally we were intended to eat plants. But the Lord condescended after the flood to allow us to eat animals. Now, the rabbis contend that the dietary laws are in part to remind us that it was always the will of heaven that we would not eat meat. And so it was not originally intended that the animals would be afraid of us because we wouldn't eat them and and animals would not eat each other. Of course, in the millennial kingdom, the lamb will lie down with the lion. The lions will no longer eat lambs. Uh, It speaks of carnivores becoming herbivores and so forth in the millennial kingdom. So once again, there'll come a day where we'll not eat meat. But for now, the rule is that you can eat meat, but you cannot eat the blood in the meat. Uh, There are a lot of references to this blood, and that's confirmed again in the New Testament in Acts chapter 15, that as believers, we're not to intentionally eat animal blood or human blood. In verse 9, the Lord says, now I will establish my covenant with you, and uh, the covenant sign will be a rainbow. Now, what is this covenant? The rabbis have identified seven laws they refer to as natural laws or Noahide laws in the Talmud. These laws come from this creation account, not all entirely from this chapter, but from the creation account. And they believe these to be universal laws applicable to all mankind for all time. Uh, Number one is do not worship idols. Number two, do not curse God. Number three, do not eat blood or flesh torn from a living animal. Number four, do not commit murder. Number five, do not commit adultery or engage in sexual immorality. Number six, do not steal. And number seven, they believe established courts of justice, that there would be courts of justice to decide these things. These are referred to in the Talmud as the Noahide laws or the, uh, the seven natural laws that are applicable to all mankind. And um, the rabbis consider us to be righteous Gentiles if we abide by these, uh, these laws, uh, by these rules. And of course, Christians would agree that all of these things are things that we should agree to. These would be conditions of our faith as well. The three sons of Noah are identified as the ancestors of all humanity. It says of Shem, Ham, and Japheth in verse 19 that from them came the people who were scattered over the whole earth. And so in the, in the next chapter, we'll talk about this table of nations descended from these three men. But there's a man mentioned Canaan, who is not one of the three sons. Now, who is Canaan? Canaan is actually a son or a descendant of Ham. And so Shem, Ham, and Japheth had 16 sons between them. One of them was Canaan. But this Canaan comes under a curse in this chapter. Why? Well, Noah apparently planted the first vineyard. He apparently became the first drunk. Perhaps he didn't know that you could become drunk from old grape juice, but he did something the Bible refers to as laying naked in his tent. Now, scholars argue what the specific thing was, but whatever it was, this ham took some kind of pleasure in it and told his two brothers outside. But the other two brothers, Shem and Japheth, had a different attitude. They didn't tell. They covered their father's naked body. 
And so Noah awoke from his stupor from the wine and found out what Ham had done. And for some reason, he cursed Ham's son, Canaan, one of Ham's sons. He didn't curse Ham, he cursed Canaan. He said, the lowest of slaves will he be to his brothers. He also said, praise be to the Lord God of Shem. So he blessed Shem, and um, by extension, he also blessed Japheth to come under the blessing of Shem. Now, from this Shem, we get the term Shemite or Semite. And so the descendants of Shem are uh, where we find Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This Canaan is one of the descendants of Ham. Some people have postulated that all of the descendants of Ham were cursed. They were not. For some reason, this one individual, Canaan, was singled out, as I mentioned, of the 16 sons or grandsons of Noah. Just Canaan was singled out to come under a curse for something his father had done. Now, if you read this text very carefully, we don't know whether Noah actually cursed Canaan or observed that Canaan was cursed, that there was something corrupt in, um, in Canaan's nature. So some believe that this people group or that people group came from Canaan. My understanding is that all of the descendants of Canaan were eradicated as people groups long ago in antiquity. I'm open to correction on that. But my understanding is all of the descendants of Canaan were ultimately destroyed as people groups. Many of them became inhabitants of the promised land, and they were eradicated by the children of God themselves as they came into the promised land under the leading of Joshua and others. And so Noah lived a long life, 950 years. It says specifically in the last verse, he lived 350 years after the flood. That would put Noah extending his life into the time of Abraham's father, Terah, in Genesis 11. We'll read about Terah in a few more episodes. But that means that Noah could have told Terah, Abraham's father, directly the account of the flood. This wasn't something that necessarily had to go through a thousand hands to get to Abraham. It may have gone directly from Noah to Abraham's father. And perhaps Shem may have interacted with Abraham directly. We'll talk about that too as we go through the book of Genesis. Let me just close now in prayer. Lord, we recognize that these natural laws, these laws, don't worship idols, don't curse God, don't eat blood, don't commit murder, don't commit adultery or sexual immorality, don't steal, and you vindicate the establishment of courts of justice. Lord, we agree to these things. We especially ask that you would establish courts of justice in our time that can be equal justice under the law for everyone. Not who has the most money or who has the, the best lawyer gets the best justice, but equal justice under the courts. Lord, establish courts of justice once again in our country that all men and all women can have confidence that they're getting a fair deal. Lord, we recognize this chapter and the sign of the covenant. Every time we see a rainbow in the clouds, may we be reminded that you made a covenant between uh, yourself and Noah and mankind, never again to destroy all living creatures on the earth. We thank you, Lord, for this promise. We pray today in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.